Dad, I really need to rest my back. Okay, sweetie. Daddy'll take over. Oh, yeah, that's a fine look at... Don't! Okay, no big deal. Uh, uh... Ah! Stupid Lisa! <laughs> she gotta build fast. Cement trying! All right, let's see. Uh, English side ruined. Must use French instructions. Le Grill? What the hell is that? Oh, come here, get... Uh, come on, fit, you... Fine-looking barbecue pit. Why doesn't mine look like that? Why don't? Why? Why must life be so hard? Why must I fail in every attempt at masonry? How's your father's project coming along? I think he's almost done. <laughs> yeah, he's done. Four-finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Figure Discount. This week we are here to review Mum and Pop Art. I am Dando. I am Mitch. How are you today? I just realised I said I'm not too bad. I just realised I said Pop Art almost like Popeye. Mum and Papa. I'm on Papa. I'm Papa. Papa. I'm Papa. Papa. You. I was trying to think of it. I'm strong to the finish because I my spinach pun to do with art, and then I realised that I know less than nothing about art terms. <laughs> so, no chance. I le- I know less than nothing about spinach. No, actually, I for a good I don't know first two decades of my life didn't like spinach. But to be honest, I probably never even really tried it. But it was just one of those things where I went. Ah, oh, yeah, it's green. It's like Brussels sprouts. Probably won't like it. Mm. Now I can't get enough of either of them. I love my greens. Um, I don't know about can't get enough. It's not like I've ever woken up or I've been wandering around going, oh, man, I need some spinach in my life. But I did used to think, I, I think just because of um, probably cartoons, I used to think that spinach must have been a really shit vegetable. But no, it's it's fine. At worst, it's a very inoffensive leaf that's a really good uh replacement for like lettuce or something in a salad yeah well i usually have lettuce and spinach but but it's a good source of um protein as well isn't it uh fiber i um yeah um see like i've just gone off lettuce entirely in salads i feel like it's a real waste of space um what about a salad roll though uh that that's different because you kind of have to line the bread but i'm just talking a, a pure salad like eating salad in a bowl, lettuce just iceberg lettuce does nothing. It's like ninety seven percent water, has no flavour. Waste of waste yeah. of my time. No good. But now before we get into mum and pop art, we've had some complaints. It's time we reveal. Cue the drum roll. Right, it's a drum roll. Trust me, it's a drum roll. <laughs> what illness I had three weeks ago. Oh yes, right. Complaints is um, I mean complaints is a strong word, surely. Have we dropped an iTunes the star? The people don't know this. <laughs> Just building the suspense. Basically, what I had, it sounds disgusting, but it was the dreaded hand, foot and mouth disease. Yeah, which, as uh, as we discussed, sounds way worse than it is. Like, mm. and It's also one of those things that people get wrong all the time. A lot of people will think that it's hand, foot in mouth. Yeah, yes, I I did for a good... Until I had Ali, I thought it was... It's because we speak so fast, we just say hand, foot, and mouth. It just sounds like hand, foot, in mouth. Mm. But um, yeah, so all I had was a, a, a throat full of ulcers, couldn't drink, couldn't eat, couldn't do anything. Um, wasn't fun, but apparently it's one of those diseases that you can't cure. So if Ali gets it again, guess who's also going to get it again? Well, I mean, that's your choice to stay in the house, really, or to leave Elliot in the house. I think at that point, it's fine to isolate one of you two from the family. Well, I've learned now because he, you know, he likes to walk by himself. Sometimes I just let him go for a stroll down the street. He's fine. Mm-hmm. He finds yep. his way back eventually. Yeah. yeah, no, they all do, except for the ones that don't. <laughs> Mum and Pop Art. Uh, I really enjoyed this. I thought this was a, a really solid story. It required no B plot, and it was. You know what I also what I liked the most about it was that it was a wacky scheme, but it was something that you could believe Homer could do. It blended naturally. Like this is something that Homer can actually do and be good at it. Well, I think that's kind of the um, one of the main points about art, from a perspective of anyone that doesn't get it, is that anybody could do it, but nobody could do it at the same time. Like it's one of those things where 
you look at something on a wall, I think I saw something of like a blank white canvas selling for some obscene amount of money. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, I mean, yeah, anyone could do that. But obviously not anyone can because if you don't have the name of an artist, then you don't get in an exhibition and you don't get your chance to sell the canvas that you bought off someone else and didn't touch. I think a lot of... I speak entirely like I'm uncultured when it comes to art, but I do believe that a lot of it comes down to building hype about your brand. You know, where, mm. like you just said, that piece of blank canvas, any, you and I put that in a, in a um, exhibition, no one cares. But, you know, um, Banksy does it, all of a sudden mm. it's worth a million dollars. I was going to say, that blank canvas is just the walls of my house. I painted everything here white. Like, you know, <laughs> why does my house now not, if Banksy hand painted his fucking house, it'd be worth $50 million. Hundred percent, yeah. Um, but did you did you enjoy this episode? I did enjoy it overall. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I liked about the scheme is that it doesn't. You don't have to suspend disbelief about the fact that Homer has an actual job. Like I was going to say all, that too. This yep. is all yep. stuff that he could be doing in his spare time down in the basement, like at at or garage, whatever it might be. But you know that that aspect of it makes sense. Um, that it's just a little a side hustle that he's got going. Um, they guess I, I guess they did semi-tack on, like, the subplot, you could argue, is Marge being jealous Jealousy, about it, yeah. which yep. wraps up really quickly and with no real... It almost feels like there's a scene missing or a deleted scene to show that reconciliation because it goes from her going to bed angry and then suddenly consoling Homer when things haven't gone his way and trying to help him be better at it, um, it which... I mean, that aspect of Marge actually made more sense than Marge going to bed jealous and angry. But oh, it was a thing of like, well, you've compl- you've done a complete 180 on your opinion of your husband, um, you know, being successful at something that you always loved. And when did she? When did she try and? What? When was this? When did this scene happen? When she was trying to sort of talk him through it? I, the only scene I can remember in the bed was when she was saying, "Well, as long as you're happy." Yeah, so then the next scene that you see them together is when no one wants to buy his stuff. And then she's like, well, she takes him out to the art gallery to learn oh, about art. at the art. gallery. I see what you mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just that thing of like, well, it feels... Well, while I can pretty easily connect the dots of, okay, so she's seen him upset and she loves him. So that is probably enough to outweigh her own jealousy. It just wasn't actually... I, I felt like it needed to be articulated or shown or even just in a silent moment of her thinking and, you know, mulling it over and realising that this she wants to help out. Like, it just... It happens off screen and it's a little bit jarring. I did like the way they sort of made it come full circle at the end there where she was painting his art at the mm. end. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, because she is the artist in the family. But anyway, um, what was your favourite moment in the episode? Oh, um, it was actually really difficult for me to choose. Uh, there, there were quite a few that I liked. Like there were quite a few little uh, one-liners that I liked. I liked the idea of um, Jasper Johns. Uh, I don't know why they've picked him, but just having this artist that's stealing everything. And I think when it cut to him with his jacket, just stealing the light bulbs was pretty fantastic. Um, Getting caught. It would have been. I think that would have worked better if it was a. a an artist who had been accused of stealing ideas from another artist. Yeah, I was and then in this thinking and then that as rather well. Stealing ideas, just stealing shit. <laughs> yeah, I I did go looking at Jasper Johns was, on Wikipedia. I was like, is this a guy that there's some sort of great controversy over? But nothing that I could find. Not one of my favourite moments. But what did you think of the hallucination sequence? A little bit of a um, almost animation throwback to the mysterious voyage of Homer. Yes, I actually had the exact same vibes when I was watching it. Now, remind me, I it was in the in the uh, in the museum, right? Uh, yeah, like when, he falls, art when he falls yeah. asleep. Yeah, one hundred percent reminded me of. Um, I don't think it visually it hit the mark as much as what the mysterious voyage of Homer did, but it still had the same sort of yeah, like vibe, just a like similar vibe. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It did remind me of it, but wasn't quite as creative, I guess. I, I suppose that's because they were just using artwork that already existed and putting them in there. So yeah. The Mysterious Voyage of Homer was just creating this whole new fucking visual out of nowhere and it was just fantastic, True. you know? Yeah. Uh, I think favourite favorite moment as a cutaway joke, step two, snorkel the animals. I thought the pigs looked adorable. And they all looked fantastic, but the donkeys in particular. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite moment, so I had two. 
was just the visual and the sound effect of Homer charging at the barbecue and the umbrella opening up <laughs> post-collision. <laughs> yeah, pretty solid. Um, uh, what's the word? Visual. <laughs> pretty solid visual yeah. joke. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, also, Homer just got <laughs> the sword at the door because he obviously, you know, thought he'd fucked up someone's... Well, he did fuck up someone's car with his art piece. Mm. Gets the gun. <laughs> oh, yeah. Takes downstairs. From behind, and puts the, gun from in behind the system of the toilet. <laughs> uh, and yeah, puts the gun in Maggie's cot, which suddenly exists at the bottom of the stairs purely so that joke can work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't mind. That, that kind of stuff's happening in the Simpsons. No, yeah, I, I was fine with that as well. Like, it's just it because of the fact that it made so little sense. Um, but the thing is, though, those cots, maybe that's one of those porter cots where, you know, you just want the kid to fucking just pop it be anywhere. in one area. You just plunk it anywhere, yeah. I also liked Marge being concerned that she hadn't heard a gunshot yet. From this day forward, your names will be... New names for the episode. I'll give you mine, and you can give us the patrons, and you can give us yours. What do you reckon? Uh, yeah, that works. I'll, uh, I'll quickly think of one. <laughs> I've gone with, with all the flood in my heart. With all the... F- so, so you're going on a play of all the love in my heart? Yes. Okay. See, it's not bad. It's just that flood doesn't quite hit the right tone that it needs to for that to like for your brain to instantly recognize that that's what you're doing. But that's not bad for a first try. <laughs> uh, Aaron Kennedy uh, kicks off with the patrons with all you need is Louvre. Mm-hmm. Or all you need is Louvre, I suppose. I've always I've never actually known with that word. Like is it I know we pronounce it Louvre, but is it actually pronounced Louvre or is that Louvre? I've only ever heard Louvre, can't tell mm. you. Google will tell you how to pronounce it, but anyway. Alistair Danik with a view to a grill, mm-hmm, which is that. pretty solid. Uh, a view to, did view to le grill? Uh, actually, no, he said ah, grill. So, maybe that's why yeah. Jasper Bruce has trumped him with jagged little le grill. Yeah. Kel McDonald, I'm a Barbie grill. <laughs> that's actually pretty good. I like that one. Um, actually, yeah, that's, it's going to be hard to top that. That should be like a... um. A jingle for a barbecue store. It should be actually, yeah. I'm a barbie grill. <laughs> except, uh, except, except people would burn all of those barbecue stores to the ground for annoying them. Kieran Russell, yeah. Fatal Attraction brackets to Millhouse. Yeah, that that um that line was a little bothering. <laughs> yeah, but it's, I swear believable because I I'm, I know I know it's homophobic to an extent. Well, not no, it just is homophobic because Homer doesn't it's want his son gay. Homophobic. But, but there's a. I'm telling you, there's a lot of people out there. That still think that way, unfortunately, you know, and it actually fits the character of Homer. The person he portrays in this series, who he represents, would be angry about that, in my opinion. Uh, that's, that's, that's the wrong word. He shouldn't be angry about it. It should bother him, but it probably shouldn't anger him. Like, it shouldn't be used as a way to make him angry, I guess. Well, that's, I was that's, going that's... to say, that wouldn't bother me if the point was to try to make Homer uh, be a stand-in for making a broader point about society. But they're not yeah. doing that here. This is just... Like, it's pretty much every episode this season that there's a joke where being homosexual is the punchline, which yeah. just says to me that at this time in the room, the writers thought being gay was hilarious. Um, and also, this is just hypothetical. Maybe that's just the, the sort of aspect that Scully brought to the writers' room. Well, yeah, like, potentially. I don't know how much of it is him versus the other people that are in there, but it I seems... feel like it wasn't as prominent in season nine, and he was there in season nine, so... yeah. But it's it, yeah, it's it's every 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 week, and it's um, it's really really, it just dates the episodes terribly, in kind of the same way that Friends can be really badly dated if you go back and rewatch it now. Is Will and Grace a dated show? Do you think because being gay is the punchline in that show, but it's taken from a different perspective, I guess. Um. Yeah, like, I don't think necessarily being gay is the punchline at any point there. They're just flamboyantly, well, some of them um, are flamboyantly gay characters, but the actual punchline... that's what the joke is. Just sort of... It's not about the fact that he is gay. No, like, that's just the character. And, yeah, there's there's funny in the way they act, but the the storylines and most of the jokes don't come at the expense of being gay. In my... I've I, I struggled to have watched five episodes of Will and Grace ever, but... Oh really? Okay. Uh, I, yeah, lo- I loved Will and Grace the first. I I think I've watched the first six or so seasons. I never. I sort of drifted away at the end, and I haven't really watched many of the new ones. I've heard mm-hmm. 
Well, I, I watched like the first couple and they were just so anti-Trump that I went, you know what? I don't fucking watch this show. I didn't want to watch this show to be reminded of this shit, you know? Like leave that to the the uh, Colbert's and whatnot of late night TV. I don't know. I don't want it on a fucking sitcom. You know what I mean? And it turned off a lot of viewers. It like that after that first season they released. Apparently they really tried to steer the comedy away from anti-Trump, but it was too late. You know they'd already lost a lot of the viewers and myself included. Hmm. Like I get it. Trump's a dickhead, but I don't watch my scripted comedy to be reminded of that. It's just so easy and cheap. Like fucking be creative with your humor. Fair enough. Um, without having seen it, can't comment. Uh. My uh, dragging it back to this. Um, let's let's go with my alternate title of Oh Barbie, where art thou? Oh Barbie, I like that because it's sort of like I like it when they play it, have a spin on the same title, but for later episodes. Yeah, so it's kind of like a throwback to how many times have they, they've gone, Oh brother, where art thou? Um, um, was it Oh brother, where art thou? Is that what it yeah, was? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. Um, I'm pretty sure there was an Omarji, but mate, that might come later, actually. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Yeah, not too sure. Um, yeah well done. Thank you. And do we need to... Oh, I mean, surely everyone, even Americans, realise that we, when we say Barbie, we're referring to barbecue? Uh, yeah, because everyone knows it's Crocodile Dundee yeah, shrimp on a Barbie. shrimp on a Barbie. Yep. We don't mean shrimp on a plastic doll. <laughs> no. Uh, although that is also... No, it's not delicious. Next question. You there, eating the paste. All right, I'll kick off this week. Is that okay with you? Would you it, mind if I kicked off? I, I almost never care. <laughs> when did home... So, so there are some moments where you do care? Um, no, I don't think so. If, if I ever did, <laughs> I've forgotten. When did Homer last paint the garage? Oh, uh, it was start here. Was it... It's... No, I don't remember. Okay, well, the date said July 17th, 1995. So, does that mean tomorrow is 95 or the date that he wrote that is, 90, is July 17th, 95? Uh, it says start here tomorrow, July yeah, 17th, right. 1995. So, I, was, I, I would have also have accepted July 16th based on yep. that premise. Yep. Yeah. So, that's a question um, that you couldn't ask at a trivia night because it would cause fights. No. <laughs> Unlike that time we asked, what did a poo get out... What did, uh, not a poo, uh, Otto want to get out of the fucking claw machine? And oh. people were... Heated about it. Livid. No, he wanted a he wanted a diploma. I'm like, he wanted the lobster harmonica because <laughs> he plays it as he runs off, and they all they all quickly sat down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, July seventeenth, ninety five. The reason they chose that date was that it's because it's Mike Scully's anniversary, his wedding anniversary. Oh, okay, that's kind of sweet. Mike Scully loves just working his pals and his family into these shows doesn't he like he had yeah. him, him and his family animated into the um the zoo scene with the rhinos and he's the his mates were the names of the people who had sold the canyon arrows and whatnot and yeah mm. uh anyway first question from yourself uh what was the uh what was the name of the sitcom that was sort of the stand-in for home improvement oh tooling around was indeed tooling around yes what four animals were on that barbecue video that you could use on the kit. Ah, oh, um, so swordfish, chicken, mm-hmm. uh, hippo, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was something far more unrealistic. Um, Not as unrealistic as hippo. Um, was it like a it's, pig? It's a, it's a wild boar. Yeah, wild boar. Close. Yep. Uh, what two items of clothing did Homer manage to incorporate into his barbecue? Into his barbecue, what two items of clothing? Mm. So it became part of the part of the piece. Yeah. Oh, an apron? Uh, no. I'll give you a clue. Wet cement. What do you think is one of the first things you're oh, going sh- to lose? Shoe. A shoe. Yep. Yeah. Um. So it's what he was wearing when he was going crazy. Okay. Um. Well, it wasn't his pants. It wasn't his shirt because he was wearing no. that when the fucking umbrella went off. No. Um. Common accessory for a man. A belt? A watch. A watch, okay. What does Homer's bumper sticker say? Uh, oh, it was returns it. single and something. Um, yeah. Single and... Rhymes with a famous dog. Uh, sassy. Yes, well done. Good clue, too. Well done. <laughs> uh, final question for me. Um, 
Where did it go? Sorry, Evernote has just crashed on me. What are the colors Your on goddamn the goddamn laptop? What are the colors on the Simpson rug? Oh, uh, it is what's well, purple. Mm-hmm. There's light blue. Yes. One more. There's it's it's like a greeny color. Like a nah, dark, like a, not quite. Greeny is no? the carpet that the rug sits on. Um, it's kind of like a, a, no, it's like a ready pink. No? Oh, oh, that's what I thought the purple was. Okay, cool. Well done. I've got one more question actually. Oh. What's the usual settlement for a court case when you sue Homer? $64,000? 68, nearly. 68. Yeah. Not bad going. Yeah, I know. We should try it sometime. I'll go to the Universal Studios and sue the, the Homer mascot. <laughs> Just any, any mascot. Bad luck if you got the afternoon shift that day. It's the patron mailbag time. Patron mailbag time. Our... Patron Mailbag is brought to you by our $20 patrons. We have Jordan Ritchie, David Harrington, Christopher Darby, and David Nayer. Thank you so much for your support, guys. Now, I need to remind all of our listeners as well that on next week's show, we're going to be drawing our Patron of the Month gift card. It is a $50 e-gift card from Pop Culture, the world's number one online source for officially licensed Simpsons merchandise. First question from the Patron Mailbag comes from Andrew Parker. And he says, if you could cover a city with one of the four elements, which city would you choose and which element? Hmm. So we've got fire, water, wind. Earth, What's the fourth one? Earth, fire, Earth, yeah. wind, um, yeah. heart. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say, can we, can we throw in heart there? Like, like, heart <laughs> cops a bad rap. Because <laughs> heart, heart did nothing. Yeah. You know. Gold Coast, fire. I feel like fire is something we shouldn't be using in Australia at this point in time. Oh, well, yeah, that's a fair events. point. Okay, so how about all of the eastern seaboard in, uh, seaboard in water to yes, put those fires out? One. That'd be an easy one. Oh, that was the other favourite moment of mine, the Springfield Burn Ward when the water floods and you just hear that little, uh, the little sizzle. Ah. Uh. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> um, this is a really obscure question. Uh, like I don't know whether any of the four elements will... All, all, all they're going to do is cause destruction. <laughs> so yeah. I don't want to... Yeah, it's like playing SimCity. What what yeah. plague are you <laughs> going to rain upon your town that you've created? Hmm. I don't know. I, I, I feel like I don't want to... I feel like it's just evil to name a city. Yeah. Um, uh, well, what about like from an architectural standpoint... Or, sorry, archaeological standpoint. So... What's a city that you want to cover in dirt so it could be discovered by later cities? So, you know... And all the people that live there? <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I mean, look, sometimes you've got to make sacrifices for the for science. Um, you know, bad what luck to town, those people. What would be a town of Australia that you would want to... Want to preserve that future the future. generations discover? Mm. Um, um, maybe Gundagai. I know. I'm going to say Uluru. Because Uluru. we keep fucking Uluru up and it needs to be protected somehow. Take a shitload of dirt. It would take a shitload of dirt, yeah. Um, next question comes from Jennifer Mackay. She says, have you ever been defeated by trying to put something together, e.g. IKEA furniture, or while trying to get something to work the way it should? Ooh, uh, yeah, an XL formula today that just did not want to do its job. Yeah? <laughs> it made no sense. Like, it, it just... It was a sum if, a simple sum if formula. And when I was manually adding all the shit up, it worked fine. But then when I put it into formula mode, it just decided to not add one cell. So that's the most recent example. In terms of actually building things, I bought one of those um, garden sheds, like the snap together garden sheds that you can pick up from Bunnings. Um, Yeah, absolute fucking nightmare. Like you watch the videos about how to put it together. What? what, what what could possibly go wrong with those things? Little bits and pieces were just not square. They were slightly twisted. And as a result, they didn't snap together the way they were supposed to. So you were just, you had no chance. It, it like just sitting there bashing it together. And as I was doing that, I was like, well, I know now that this is not going to work. It's, it's just, it's impossible that this is going to fit. Yet I've still just got to forge ahead and try to get it as best as I can. And now the doors fly off in strong winds. It's like when we'll have to, like, not every player would turn up, you know, under 16's footy, we only have 15 players, but we'd still be forced to, you know, go out and play against 18 or a full team of 22. You know you're never going to win. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's no point in even trying. <laughs> um, for me, 
Oh, fuck. Recently, so you know how I got that upgrade for my pinball machine, right? Uh, so, yep. so the guy who I bought it from, because he just bought the, uh, built the little computer for me that goes inside, he was helping me set it up. And do you think I could fucking get it to turn on? I had <laughs> everything plugged in, had all the things plugged in, flicking the on switch on the, um, on the actual computer device. And he's going, if all of this is done, mate, then it should be turned on. He goes, is the, is the power board turned on? I went, yeah, the power board's plugged in. I didn't realize that the power board had like um, like switched out. You know, you know, you know when it like overloads? Oh, uh, yeah, yep. And you have to push a little red button in again? Yeah. Fuck, honestly, I was there for about 45 minutes trying to figure out why it wouldn't turn on. <laughs> Holy shit, that bothered me. Also too, so this was one of my questionable moments recently. Uh, embarrassing moments, I should say. So you know that TV unit we have under our TV now? The one that's like, we've got TV oh, on the wall. Yeah. We've got that new white one. Yep. So do you think I could fucking get one of those doors on. I had I got one of them on fine and then I was there, it would have been about 1.30 in the morning. I got work the next day and I'm going, you know what? I am not going to let this defeat me. I will not let it defeat me. It's a fantastic furniture fucking strapped together box. I can do this. It's just a door. <laughs> yep. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Woke up. Nicola got out of bed. Within the, the 15 minutes of me getting up, Nicola walked straight over and clipped it in. Oh. She still doesn't know how she, she still doesn't know how she did it. But she did it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you reminded me, I've just looked at the TV cabinet in front of me, which was a uh, focus on furniture from memory. No, it came up. Um, on two of the four drawers, I managed to put the tracks on upside down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's easily done. It is, but frustrating. It's a simple fix, but then you're like, oh, man, I'm undo everything that I just did. Anyway. Next question. Uh, Harrison McClure, have you ever discovered you have a talent for something by accident? Um, have I ever discovered I have a talent for something? There was that time that I was really sick, um, circa season two of this show, when I discovered that when I have a throat infection, I can do a pretty sweet Batman impression. Which Batman? Christian uh, Bale Batman? It was closer to Christian Bale than anything else, yeah. I, for some reason, I don't know how or why, but I was at a family get-together when I was about seven or eight, and it was in a place, it's called St. Arnold. I think it's like a Chuka way. Uh, yeah, I've heard um, of St. Arnold. Yeah, it was just like a random country town, like a family reunion kind of thing. And they were playing coits. Yep. And I just randomly picked up a coit and threw it and realized I'm really fucking good at coits. <laughs> like, and I literally hadn't played coits for a good decade. Yep. But when I was younger, I actually was, I represented like, I was in the top 10 in the state at playing coits when I was about you 12. Rep- represented? There's competitive but- coits? Yeah, so I didn't. I wouldn't say I represented the state. So I was top ten in the state. I didn't win, but I was in the top ten of this state competition for coits. Um, what state yeah, competition so, for coits? Is there a society? I don't, know, it, I don't know. I've still got the ribbon for it. Competitive coits came third. Yeah, I would have been about twelve. I was just. Bef- it was just when I started high school. So yeah, twelve or thirteen. Um, but then uh, we had the, the Melbourne, Christmas breakup. The Melbourne Rope Coits Association. That must have been, might have been that. Yeah. I can't uh, remember. Rope really Coits is ago. a low-cost social and competitive game for the whole family, so why not give it a go for some family fun and competition? Uh, I hate it whenever the best... If the best that you can come up with is, so why not give it a go, um, don't bother <laughs> writing your advertising copy because... <gasps> The first thing that you do as a consumer is think of all the reasons why you won't give it a go. <laughs> yeah. Reason number one, it's rope coits. <laughs> but we we had um we had coits going at the Christmas breakup this year. We're out in the um at this watery, just one of those random fun party games. And I've still got it, man. I was nailing it. <laughs> what is this? A world record. Um a throw of four thousand and two unfinished by Bill Irby of Melbourne in nineteen sixty seven. Um, what does that mean? Like, is that 4,002 consecutive coit throws? M- must be from like a legal distance where, see, I got two ribbons for the competition. Only it was never in one competition. I came third overall, but I got the ribbon for the longest throw as well in getting it on. How how far? I don't know. It just says longest, longest throw. It doesn't say throw. It says longest something. Does longest it? success or something. Does it translate to anything else? Like, can you get a condom on someone else from across the room? Oh, I can try. <laughs> next week but, but next next time you're in the studio we'll, we'll put that method to, uh, that theory to uh, practice <laughs> man that's a, that's a visual for the patrons pressure's <laughs> gotta be pressure's gotta be on me to hold still 
Uh, final question. All right, we wasted enough time here. Final question. Matt, well, Bart Burgess says, do Aussies really put shrimps on the barbie? We don't call them shrimp in Australia. Uh, yeah, no, we don't. But yes, barbecued prawn, 100%. Delicious. Yep. We call them prawns. Yep. And Kenny Gad says, what's the best tiny victory you've ever had against the man? He's thinking of you, Mitch, for working in finance. Those tiny victories are even more satisfying. Um, ooh, what have I done? Uh, tiny victories against the man. I'll tell you what, today, um, uh, I was looking for a car park. I pulled into a car park. The park that I took or the space that I left my car in that car park was not a painted designated parking space and I didn't get a ticket. Oh, don't you love that? Like, yeah. it's the thrill of getting to your car and going, will I, won't I, will I, won't yeah. I? Yeah. Alrighty, thank you guys for contributing to the Patreon mailbag. Uh, don't forget, if you want to get access to the Four Figure Discount Facebook group and contribute to the Patreon mailbag and just be able to hang out with Mitch and I and all our other beloved patrons, it's just $2 per month on the Four Figure Discount Patreon page where you also get access into a bunch of exclusive podcasts, Tales of Futurama, Talking Seinfeld, Simpsons audio commentaries, bonus Simpsons episode reviews from the future. Not from the future, but from the future. future. <laughs> yeah. and we've so cracked it, more. guys. We've, we've cracked time travel. Patreon.com slash Four Discount. It's a hell of a good time. As I said, next week we're going to be drawing our monthly prize winner who will receive a $50 e-gift card from our mates at Pop Culture. Mum and Pop Art, the original air date was... I'm just going to scroll down. April 11th, 1999. Chalkboard gag. A trained ape could not teach Jim. And the couch gag was the Doctor Strange Love parody, which I'm pretty sure we've had before. Uh, well, have we? Or have we just had the Doctor Strange Love parody from Homer? Maybe from Homer on the, on the bomb. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Kicks off with Homer singing. What's this song called? Is it just lime in the coconut. Put the lime in the coconut. Yeah. Um. I. It couldn't be called much else. Yeah. <laughs> it would be great if it was called like you know, um, the Ballad of Lester Herbie or something. <laughs> like just. I'm gonna Google it. Lime coconut. Let's see. Let's see if it's something absurd. No, it's just called put the lime in the coconut. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Or or just coconut. Apparently. Coconut brackets. Put the lime in. Close brackets. I remember watching that. The Muppets um, did like a parody of that on like the Muppet Show, and I used to love the Muppets when I was younger. So whenever I hear that song, I just envision Kermit singing that song. You put the beer in the coconut and drink it all up. You put the beer in the coconut and throw the can away. Homer! You throw the can away. I said, Homer! You throw the can away. Marge, you're out of beer! Uh, Marge is annoyed with Homer that he is not doing any housework. We get the, the visual of the of the garage and whatnot. I think we've all got one of those around our house where we've started something and we're going to get back to it and we just never did. <laughs> yeah, I uh, a few months ago, I put a test strip of paint on the fence. Haven't touched it since. Homer does uh, agree to go do some housework. Um, he goes to mum and pop hardware store. And he doesn't want to buy tools. He wants to get a cutter so he can open his toolbox. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. Then we get Skinner and Mrs. K. Where she says, now, when she says, I want a baby now. I'm like, this is Nicola. Because now that Elliot's no longer like a baby, mm. whenever she sees all of her friends who now have babies, she wants another one. I'm like, you realize. <laughs> How does that happen? Fucking, uh, like- I I would, I'll, I'll be lying if I said that I didn't kind of wish I had a baby again. I know as, as hard... And it, as stressful as it is at times, to be this, like, there was just nothing better. I, I don't, I didn't realize until Elliot was no longer a baby that I realized how much I missed it. And I think with the next child, if we have one, I'll savor the moment a lot more. Well, I'm sure you would, but to me, that's like getting to the end of the electrical course on Tough Mudder, and and then seeing someone else start the electrical course and going, "Geez, I wish I was at that electrical course again." Oh man, but you see, the, that that course won't ever look up to you and say dada i know it's, it's hard to, i know it sounds stupid but like it's hard to explain you know you just you want it as much as you don't want it you want it as well you know mm. what i mean mm. it's it's a it's a weird feeling like uh like spearmint ice cream i never ever want that again <laughs> i don't like mint. Okay. i don't like i don't like minty lollies i don't like like i don't know i've just never been a minty kind of guy i know you do like mint though right um, oh, you know, it's got its time and place. Yeah. Like anything. I've, uh, I, I never write off a flavor. I Except don't licorice. The, um, never been a licorice guy. I like the idea of licorice. And I always enjoy it the first couple of pieces. And then after piece number three or four, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, no more thanks. And I won't have it for a long time, you know. Mm. But yeah. I get excited when I have it again. Anyway, yeah. um, so Homer starts watching the video of tooling around. 
a play on everyone's favourite 90s sitcom, Home Improvement. Yeah. <laughs> I, home Improvement, like, honestly, Cops a Bad Rat. I enjoyed it as a oh, kid and yeah, to be honest, look, I still enjoy it, you know? It had a time and place. Um, yeah, I haven't. I, I still enjoy it. Uh, like, again, it's not a show I'm going to sit down and rewatch anytime soon, but it was funny at the time. Gave us uh, yeah. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. What more could you want? Who, by the end of the show, hated the show. It was a, really? created a bitter feud with the cast, yeah, because he wouldn't turn right. up anymore. He, did, he didn't even turn up for the finale. Did he become a bit of a, a, a brat, like a little wild child on TV? I, th- I, I, I watched a doco on it once. I, I think it was a case of he wanted to try and start an acting career. He just, he just he'd had enough. Yeah, but he was off. He was off filming movies. I think the Lion King started it. You know, he got he did the voice acting and realized, wait a minute, I can actually make some serious money outside of TV. I'm, I'm assuming he was making a lot of money on TV. Oh, anyway. I'm sure he would have been making a shitload of money on syndicated TV. But it is one of yeah. those things that you take a gamble. But those kids grew up on that show. Like they were very young, and then by the end of it, they were adults. Um, yeah. So yeah, like the times are going to change, and desires yeah. are going to change. But not Al. Al stayed solid. You got to love Al, right? Yeah, you feel like um, Al and Jason Alexander both went to the same auditions for a, a big part of the early nineties. With was just purely out of their uh, outfits. <laughs> yeah, outfits. You know, we need a stocky guy, preferably either balding or with a beard. Homer makes Lisa do the cement. He's about to build the barbecue kit, and it all falls out of the box. Stupid Lisa. Blame Lisa. <laughs> yeah. This bit with the wet cement, for me, the equivalent is um, super glue. If I do like anything with super glue, it's going to end in tears. And I feel like if I ever tried to do cement, it would be the same deal. That I would just find a way to step in it, drop something in it, do whatever. Well, whenever I am super gluing something together, I always end up with it on my finger and it dries up and it stays there for like yeah. three or four days. Yeah, it doesn't go oh, away. That's so annoying. But now we get... Easily the most iconic moment from the whole episode, the Le Grill. Is it the most iconic out of... Uh, this is the same episode that's got everything's coming up, Millhouse. Ooh, you're right. Uh, I think Le Grill, because I actually enjoy Le Grill, I don't get the love about everything's coming up, Millhouse. Never have, never will. I don't get it either because, I mean, of course his cuffs are bone dry because the water never made it as high as the waterproof pants or the flood pants. So... I think it's, I think it's just one of those things where people just... Go, oh, yeah, everyone else likes it, so I've got to like it too. Yeah. I, I just don't understand why. It's because it's not funny. I get everything's coming up Millhouse. Like that, you know, that line in and of itself is fine. But the whole flood pants thing, that just confuses me. Yeah. yeah. But the grill, I thoroughly enjoy this. Uh, if you were to open me, a steakhouse, would that be what you would call it? In well, any... People have already done it, but of course yeah. I would do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd have uh, all the menus made of chicken. If it was your steakhouse, yeah. This was me though, by the way. It reminded me of building, you know that big Millennium Falcon Lego that I've got? Yeah, yeah. So, I bought the cheap rip-off version from China, which none of the bags were numbered. So, I just try and visualize the little sketch of what piece it was trying to tell me to put where. And it just got to the point towards the end where I was like, just cram this one into that one. That makes that stick. And then, (laughs) like you can't tell because you don't. I never actually look inside of it. But if you just open it up, it's not right. <laughs> it looks it looks fine from the exterior though. Yeah, so Homer here, well, during I just thought it was great. Why must life be so hard? And the running at the barbecue, everything about it, I just thought it was hilarious. He tries returning the barbecue kit, obviously gets denied. I, I, have you ever had a moment where you, you tried to return something where you kind of knew, I might not be able to do this, but I'm going to try anyway? Ooh, um, have I, I feel like Kmart are pretty good at letting you return shit that they even they know that you've opened up. Yeah. No, I don't think I ever have. I don't think I've just, I've never bothered. I think Nicola returned a microwave that we'd used for like a week once. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she just realized that it wasn't strong. It wasn't powerful enough. Ma'am, would you like your microwave dish back? Oh, I was just, uh, (laughs) just put that in there to see if it fit. Tries dumping uh, it in the toys for tots and then Wiggum catches him and won't let him do that, but he allows him to dump the body. What do they say it is? Uh, Beanie baby? Beanie baby. That's right. Yeah. So then he's driving at home, looking in the mirror, falls off the back of the car, absolutely fucks Astrid's car up. <laughs> yes, it does. Real bad. It's not 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 good at I all. Did, I like though that just have a look at the other side and uh like, you know, just some deer grazing. Turns uh, Yep, yep, really good. It would have been even funnier if they had of like changed like the music, like a music cue. 
yeah, sort of like doom and gloom to like just to like the classic early morning wake yeah, up. The, music. Um, yeah, the pee again suite. Yeah, yeah. Then over here, shaving my shoulders. <laughs> it's one of those things that's always stuck with me. Whenever I'm having to shave, I'll say this. Even when I'm not shaving my shoulder, I'm shaving my face. But I just, I just say it. It's just stuck with me. It's one. It's weird how some things just stay mm. with you. It's the fact that he's just so joyful about doing something that a lot of people would be embarrassed by. Yeah, he's just have, he's having a great time. <laughs> well, is yeah. it embarrassing to be shaving your shoulders though? I'm sure uh, he has hair on their back. No, well, I mean, some people would take it as a. You know, a less than ideal scenario. Um, you know what I don't like? I just have sometimes sort of like on my triceps, just random hairs. So, it's not like a hairy tricep. It's just a hair here and there. Right. I shave, I shave those off because they look stupid. Yeah, okay. I don't, gotcha. have ha- I don't have hair on my shoulders though. But I think if I had hair on my shoulders, I wouldn't care. I mean, how often do people see my shoulders anyway? Yeah, true. Like, I mean, I, I have some hair on my shoulders um, that I think when I was younger, it bothered me, obviously. As a 32-year-old. Um, hair those, everywhere. You, oh, it's just leaving it behind. So it's how it's how people know I've been. You got hair out of the nose and the ears yet? Uh, the occasional nostril hair, not ears though. Homie, someone's at the door. They want to talk to you about some sort of car accident? Take your kids out back. I'll handle this. Mr. Simpson? I believe something of yours struck my car yesterday. Oh, yeah? Prove it. That's your license plate, isn't it? Uh. <laughs> All right, just go ahead and sue me. Everybody else does. The average settlement is $68,000. I'm not here to sue you. My name is Astrid Weller. I own an art gallery, and I love to display your piece. You mean this hunk of junk? This isn't art. Just a barbecue that pushed me over the edge. Didn't you? Didn't you? You stupid dog! Uh, Art isn't just pretty pictures. It's an expression of raw human emotion. In your case, rage. Oh, I got that, lady. Is everything okay? I got worried when I didn't hear any shots. This lady says I'm an artist. You? An artist? Your husband's work is what we call outsider art. It could be by a mental patient or a hillbilly or a chimpanzee. In high school, I was voted most likely to be a mental patient, hillbilly or chimpanzee. Well, you should be very excited because outsider art couldn't be hotter. So you'd better catch the fever. Catch it. Yeah, like we said at the start of this podcast, I've never understood it. I can appreciate that people like it because everyone has their thing. I would me, though, like just, to I just get, get it. I'd like to get a take on this episode from someone that knows art, um, just to understand like how much, uh, how much is in this that we don't appreciate. Um, yeah, like because I'm only picking up the very basic level of these jokes, but you know, it'd be interesting to know how much effort they went to with um, some of these paintings and you know the characters that they're mocking and that sort of thing. We're at the gallery. Homer's getting his piece showed off and Jasper Johns is stealing shit and Bart's just to Marge that perhaps she's getting jealous. because And like you said, this was essentially the B plot of the episode, Marge's jealousy. Hmm. Um, even though it wasn't really treated as like an actual plot, it was still there, like an arc. Uh, Mr. Burns is in love. Smithers gets excited, but he's in love with Homer's art. He buys it. Do we find out how much he buys it for? Do we see the check? Uh, I d- no, I didn't. Not that I noticed. I don't recall him ever no. saying it, nah. Um, Homer is now well. He is. He's now a professional. He sold a piece. So yeah, yeah. I guess that counts. It. Yep. Come back from commercial. Homer now wants to turn all of his junk into art. He thinks that his past, like his past dreams, are uh, Marge's past dreams are his own. And it, so you can kind of understand why Marge she shouldn't be jealous, but you can still also I see, see it from her being, perspective. Yeah, being yeah. shitty at him not paying any attention to her. It's also more the sense that. He's achieved her dreams without trying, but that's still no reason to be mad at him. And no, it's, it's no not like reason said, to be I can like. Still see it from her perspective, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just human instinct. Homer asked the kids to get him mad so he can start um, creating some new art. I love the hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the hat. The hat makes that scene. Astrid said the key to my art is anger, but you know me, I'm Mister Mellow, mm-hmm. so I'm giving you kids permission to get me mad. Come on, give me what you got. Well, if it'll help, uh, Mom found out her engagement ring is made of rock candy. 
Good work, honey. Keep it coming. Well, I'm flunking math, and the other day I was a little attracted to Millhouse. Then we get the Euro Trash artist. Now the German guy, I think was it Hans or whatever. He, he um, his voice is the same guy, same voice I should say as the Hey Fun Boys, get a room. Ah, yeah, right. Yeah, very very similar. I guess they're both meant to be you know, German. Is hmm. uh, that Moe's with all the with all the Euro Trash guys and Moe's falling for it? He asked him to give him a draw, uh, draw something for him. And yeah. Sign oh, off. this was a very good moment as well. These are the things where like this episode had a lot of. Small little moments in jokes that I really enjoyed. Yeah. What was it that Barney drew? Was it anything in particular or was I it just his own original? Don't know. Again, I don't know enough about art to have um yeah. to have understood. But yeah. Poor Barney. <laughs> hidden hidden talent that he'll never no one will ever know. Kinda of like I, I like it's sort of like a, a recurring thing with him. You know how he made Pocahontas and whatnot? Mm. Like the guy the guy is talented when he puts his mind to something. Yeah. We're at the show and Homer's revealing his new art, but because it's the same as his previous work. No one likes it. Gets dissed by all the, the Euro trash, the German guy and whatnot. And he's upset and he's confused. He's like, what do you mean? This, you love that. Why don't you like this? Look, mm. Why does it have to be? It is different. It's just a similar style. And isn't that how, again, I might sound silly to actual people who understand art here, but I thought a particular artist tends to do the same theme or the same sort of style. Just They do. Items. I think this is a accelerated version of people moving on from one art, um, you know, from one thing of, that's in to another, just to emphasise that point, that it sometimes seems to have no rhyme or reason. You get it. Why don't people like my art anymore? Homer, I know you worked hard, but all of your things were kind of the same. Hey, Ray J. Johnson never changed his act, and he's more popular now than he's ever been. Who? You can call him Ray, or you can call him Jay. Or you can call him Ray J, but you doesn't have to call I'm him... I'm sick of him already. The point is, great artists are always trying new things, like Michelangelo or Shaquille O'Neal. So Homer is taken to the museum by Marge for inspiration. I get what you're saying here. I never really picked up on it when I was watching it, but she's gone from being jealous to wanting to help him. Yeah. We get Mac, a piece from Matt Groening. Uh, Homer's being erased. There's not really much to say about this museum. It's just that, you know, Homer sort of... Oh, they do plant the seed actually. So Marge runs through the various art pieces, and she goes to Joseph Turner, and it's the the flooded city uh, painting, mm-hmm. which is planting the seed for Homer's idea later in the track. So he doesn't actually get an original idea; he just copies something that he saw painted. Basically, makes it real life. Um, in his dream, we got Picasso. Um, uh, is it Picasso? Oh no, he looks at the Picasso, and then he got Campbell's soup, which is Andy Warhol. Yep. And then he has a nap about the art, and this is where Andy Warhol beats him up with soup. <laughs> yeah, Andy, no. <laughs> Lisa suggests uh, something radical, like Christo. Uh, Homer says, was that the guy that revealed all the magician's secrets? I love yeah, that reference. I that was why. very funny. Yeah, me, it's, it's just because... Uh, yeah, like it just could not be any more wrong. Yeah, yeah. But k- kids these days won't get that either. Like the, the Masked That's Magician, that, that was a fucking... That was one of my favourite shows when I was a kid. Oh, I yeah. really looked forward to those specials, man. Yeah, no, it was fantastic if you wanted to know how to do the walking through the walls the next time you went to school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, the, um, it's actually something that I loved it when I was a kid and I look back on it now, I'm like, oh, man, this is the biggest fucking load of wank of all time. But Yeah, it's pretty... It's not, it's not as good as I remember that. No, sure. it's, it's also... I think um, if you're going to find out how a trick is done... Close-up magic is one of the only ones where you can understand how the trick works and the trick can still be very cool because it tends to take a degree of skill. Whereas a lot of those big stage illusions, you're like, oh, you could have got some dude from the audience and oftentimes you do and it's just because a machine is built this way and you you push a button and the trick is done. Um, That stuff does really ruin the magic. Yeah, 100%. I I also loved, we back and watched it about a year ago, and um, I just love how every time he's doing something dangerous, is like, if he doesn't get out in time, he will die. I'm like, I'm pretty sure the Master Magician is not dying on this show because he's showing yeah. us how it's not dangerous. It's, it's not a live TV show. If he dies, no. it's not going to air. <laughs> it's not going to, like, stay tuned at the commercial to see whether he survives. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he survives because there's episode four next week. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so he gets the idea, or at least remembers without realising the, the painting by Joseph Turner. And he starts stealing all the doormats so they can cover all the drains. Then he puts the snorkels on the animals at the zoo. And like you said, 
Not only was it a cute visual, it was just nice that he thought of the animals. Yeah. Not so much about the welfare of his own son. No, not at all. Makes him do all the vicious creatures. They break the fire hydrants or turn them all on. And then we even put a snorkel on Jebediah. That was a good visual. <laughs> yeah. The oatmeal factory and the burn unit and whatnot. And Marge wakes up to a dolphin and that cannot be good. <laughs> Marge thinks that the people are going to be really mad. But actually, no. You get It actually is something that the townspeople love and can appreciate as mm. a whole. What the flood? Marge. It's a miracle. The Lord has drowned the wicked and spared the righteous. Isn't that Homer Simpson? <laughs> Looks like heaven's easier to get into than Arizona State. Oh, I hate these flood pants. Hey, they're working. My feet are soaked, but my cuffs are bone dry. Everything's coming up Millhouse. And it's all Springfield is happy, just floating around, having a great time. This, the idea of this is sensational. I think it would be great. I'd love it. But can you imagine oh, the, well, uh, the insurance the, claims after this? Yeah, I was going to say, like, the reality of this is there's a lot of soggy carpets that need to be replaced across Springfield. A, a, a lot of ruined li- lives, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, it, it's probably... Uh, have you watched Parasite yet? Yes, but I don't want to say anything on this show and spoil it. No, neither do I. But let's just say that um, having... So, I watched it last night. Okay. And um, watching a scene where there are a lot of flooded houses was maybe not quite as whimsical for me anymore. Oh, we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, what, no, that, that's all you need to know. <laughs> listeners, go watch Parasite. It's fantastic. And Skinner pops the question, Skinner is a really bad partner. Yeah, like, he you is. Can't, you can't say that. <laughs> no. Um, like Mrs. Mrs. K must be so... Self-loathing that she's staying with this guy. Just really hard up for... Um, no. Love. Uh, yes, love. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, Marge is painting uh, Homer's art, which yeah, I thought was a really nice way of bringing the whole episode full circle. Yep. Um, it's back to her being the artist of the family. And yeah, I just love how they tied it all together. I thought it was yep. a... Uh, also, was it Jasper John stole Astrid's um, uh, boat and whatnot. The boat, and just, yep. Whatnot, and then it steals Marge's painting, but... All in all, this was this was written by old Gene, and um, yeah, it just had that. It had elements of earlier Simpsons in there, where you know it all. It still had that emotional heart. There wasn't anything that yeah. made you roll your eyes and make yeah. you dislike Homer. I Everything agree. felt natural, and yeah, it just worked well. Yeah, I think um, in some some cases lacked some of the polish of earlier episodes, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's a very good episode overall. Very funny. What did we learn, Palmer? What did you learn from the episode? That I know sweet fuck all about art. Yes, like you and me both. I learnt that uh, every time you go to the zoo, you should always bring a bag of popcorn because they apparently enjoy the taste of it. Yeah, I did like the visual of the lion jumping out. Um, that was pretty, yeah. pretty sweet. Giraffes and lions just all hanging out together, sharing a bag of popcorn. Jamil! Jamil is here! Ooh! Mailbag time, what have we got? Uh, Catherine Barbara writes in, question and praise. It's been a long time since Catherine's written in. Uh, hey, mentioned Dando. I, oh, hang on. Oh, no, good. It just made me double-check the date of this. Um, Who are these guys? (laughs) Oh, my God, I do that as well. Okay, Uh, I've been uh, loving the podcast and listened from the start um, until now, which in her world is Season 3, Episode 3. Wait a minute. I mean, I've got to apologise. I don't think Catherine Barbaro's ever written in. I'm getting her confused with Nick Barbaro. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yes. Um, Continue. (laughs) What a wild ride. Uh... And that was some fabulous trolling of Seven News. They were the days. Um, oh, fuck, man, that was like three years ago. Yeah, I know. Not more. Um, this is this is like this is a review from the future or an email from the past. <laughs> After just listening to the Michael Jackson episode, what I wanted to share a classic story with you. My husband and I are big Simpsons fans. I'm also a big fan of gardening and was going to a succulent swap all the way across town. I did not want to admit this to my husband as I knew he would make fun of me, so I lied and said I was having lunch with my friend Rachel. Well, I forgot and Rachel posted about it and I was caught out in my lie. Not one to miss out on a Simpsons quote. Uh, or a proper I told you so moment, my husband recited the Lisa poem over and over again from different areas of all around the house. All I could hear was, she lied, she lied. <laughs> That's going to be one of my favorite Lisa moments ever. Yeah. Uh, his qu- she died, uh, she, she died. Uh, Catherine's question for us too is, has there been a Simpsons quote that you quote often, but you've remembered incorrectly? Um. 
Catherine and her husband would Ooh. often say, Miss Hoover, I'd like to come down now, when it is, in fact, Mrs. Pommelhorse. Yeah, I'd it's like not to Ms. come Hoover down at all, now. yeah. Mm. Ooh. See, I, I might, but I don't know that whether I... Like, maybe I do, but I just don't realise yet that I'm getting it wrong. I'm just trying to think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, the ones I use the most in real life, I'm pretty sure I'm getting it right. Just going to put my shoes on. Yes. It's hard to get that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I can't recall off the top of my head ever... Realizing I'm getting one wrong. No, but any any that I'm getting. I, am. I was going to say any that I'm getting wrong. I'm probably still getting wrong and just never been corrected. Yeah. on. it's every chance. Yeah. Um, and let's go one more, relatively short mailbag because we've got to record a future Rama. This is from Michael Stubbles. I uh, just want to write in and say how much my friend Scott and I enjoy the podcast and revisiting the episodes we watched as kids together in school. Also, just a farewell to Mitch. Thank you for a capital letter on my name next time, please, Michael. Thanks you, thank you for everything that you've done and all the brilliant content you have given us over the years. We'll be sure to revisit the older episodes and hear the banter between you two once again. Looking back, has there been a favourite moment over doing the podcast together? I personally loved the reveal of one of Dando's old work colleagues dating Mitch's mum. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was pretty. That was pretty funny. That was that, that's that, up there. That will honestly go down to one of my favourite moments. Period. <laughs> just in life, <laughs> not even in the podcast. Just, just, exactly. Just the realization of like the oh, yeah. Like, like yeah, that's like, pretty. This great. is some juicy content to, to talk on about on the podcast. It was also <laughs> one of the most validating senses of self that I've ever heard. To know that that I was exactly the same as a four year old as I am now. <laughs> the fact that he was like. He I literally could have been just dis- yeah. <laughs> Didn't like fishing, and his favorite turtle was Donatello. He could, <laughs> if someone had said, "Oh yeah, I was uh, I was at a bar on the weekend. I met this uh, met this grown man, grown man named Mitchell. Doesn't like fishing, but he loves Donatello. Every chance I would have had that conversation at a pub that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't get him to go outside. Fucking, he hated fishing. Hated hated outdoors. Loved fucking Ninja Turtles. That Donatello, loved, he loved him. Loved the turtles. <laughs> Uh, oh, that was great. Yeah, that, that that's right up there for me. Um, uh, look, I will. What about say, me saying bite the pillow? That was bite the pillow. I'm going in dry. Um, <laughs> man. Uh, never ne- like because you're the guy with the clean image. Never did I expect to hear that come from you. What else have I got? Uh, oh, no, um, look, I will throw in there, and it's not so much because it was my favorite moment, but the announcement of the pregnancy and. Um, Ash's reaction to that was beautiful. Um, that's that's been one of my favorite things that I've ever listened back to on the show. Just Ash losing her shit about the fact that you guys were having a kid. Well, she screamed no. I was like, what? what why? What? What's wrong? She's like, no. Yeah. I'm like, why? She still loves you. <laughs> it's supposed to be it's supposed to be a joyous <laughs> celebration. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, good times. There's been a few moments. Like I reckon it's probably. Less five to ten moments where we've both just been in hysterics. Mm. Can't recall what they are. So the listeners out there, if you can recall, let me know and tell me which episodes they are in because I'd love to just. I want to put together like a best of thing, but it's just I can't go back and listen to three hundred hours worth of content. Yeah, we never we never like date stamped anything, so it does make it difficult. So if you do know any, I we would really appreciate if you send a question, uh, send an email or the toilet cubicle is uh, uh is the Michael Jackson episode. The toilet cubicle. My mishap with the toilet paper. Oh, the shit. Okay, yeah, cool. I went yep. back and listened right. to, uh, re-listened to that recently. And um, I mean, it's not very cool to say that you made yourself laugh. But when I described it as like a shuttlecock <laughs> flying across, <laughs> um, that, that did take me back to living in that exact moment. And all of the fears and anxieties that I had came flooding back. I felt like fucking with our listeners once and deleting that episode, or like just hiding it. Oh, like because Michael <laughs> Jackson's been Jackson scandal. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, thank you guys for sending in questions. Mailbagerforfigurediscount.com.au. If you want to get your questions sent in, we'll do our best to get through all of them before Mitch leaves the podcast forever. We've got four episodes to go. I'm sure we'll do a final farewell episode as well, like a bonus one for everybody. And then it's time for Mr. Guy Davis to take the reins. We'll still do the mailbag, but it's your last chance to do mailbag. Maybe we can maybe we can still get you on board occasionally where we can just answer some mailbag questions and just whack them on at the end. Particularly if a few come in. Like, they'll, uh, I imagine there'll still be questions for me as people are catching up on the episodes. Yeah. Cool. Um, I'm, I'm sure you would appreciate mm. those coming in. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Responding and to them. I am still working on uh, the lyrics to my musical finale as well, which is going to be going to be a treat. 
Alrighty, guys. Next week, we are going to be reviewing... I don't know because I haven't looked it up yet because I do this everything. Uh, is it God something about week. saving Lisa's brain? Is that yet? Oh, is it they saved Lisa's brain. Is it that one, is it? Uh, might be. I might be wrong, though. Oh, no, no. Next episode is The Old Man and the Sea Student. Oh, I yep. like this one. It's where Homer creates Springy. For the oh, the Olympic mascot thing. Yep. Yeah, and then Bart and Lisa go work at the old folks' home and take them on a cruise. Sounds pretty bizarre. I haven't watched it for a while, but I remember really enjoying that one. So that's next week. Uh, thanks for listening once again to our review of Mum and Pop Art. Hope you enjoyed the episode as much as we did. Bitch, any final words for the listeners? We put the words in the coconut. We shake them all up. We put the words in the coconut. We shake them all up. Shh.